Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Well, I just love singing about the goodness of God. I just love singing about God's love for us and his mercy for us. It is so amazing. You can't sing about it enough. In fact, here at Revolution, we talk about it all the time. That's the vision of our church, discovering God's unchanging love, a love that never changes, a love that never starts, that st- stops reaching, a love that never stops uh, drawing, a love that never stops uh, drawing us into his presence, a love that never stops forgiving, a love that never stops healing, a love that never stops providing whatever it is that we need. That is the God that we serve and that's the reason why I will never stop singing about his goodness and his kindness in our life. I'm so glad you're joining us today. God bless you guys. We love worshiping with you and worshiping um, um, the God of the universe together with you, especially if you're new, watching us for the first time. We want you to know how grateful we are that we get a chance to worship God with you. You know, we don't believe there's any accidents in the kingdom of God. And if you are joining us for the first time, it is not by accident. I believe God has a specific word for you, a revelation word for you, something so special and so unique and if you haven't been on in a while and you're watching for the first time in a while I believe the same thing for you I believe that there is a now supernatural word that God has for you in preparation for the blessing and the understanding and the protection that he has for us in the coming days so God bless you guys thank you for joining us we're so honored you know we're in this series called back to basic We've been talking about the importance of understanding basic in our life. And I got to thinking about this one time when I was buying a very expensive piece of equipment. It was very expensive and it needed to do just a certain job. I didn't need it to do anything else but just this one particular job. And I will never forget talking to the salesman about this this equipment and, and, and I just needed the equipment to do the basic job. And he was trying to sell me all these bells and all these whistles and all these warranties and, and all these warranties for the warranties. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And this can just do this and this is an add-on over here. And I was just like, sir, I just need need the basic piece of equipment and he's like no you know you don't understand we're, we're gonna throw this in for you and and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and it just costs you a little bit extra for that sir I just need the basic come on how many of you know what I what I'm talking about sometimes we just need the basic understanding in life to get the job done and that's the the point of this series it's teaching us about the basic understanding of the things that we need to know in our walk with God as we go through this crazy time period in life. You know, I thought the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic was crazy. And then when we had to shut down, I thought that was crazy. But I'm telling you, crazy is going from crazy to crazy to crazy. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Which is the reason why we need to get back to basic.
basic because one of the things we're going to find out is that where all the crazy abounds, God's grace and his protection and his provision super abounds. I believe that. I'm one of those crazy people that absolutely believes that in the face of the storm, God has solution, God has protection, God has the things that we need. So this series, Back to basic. We talked about basic training. We talked about rest. We talked about God being our source. Today, I want to take this a step further, and I want to talk to you about something that that I've never taught on, just so specific, but I know it is one of the things that the early church fathers wanted people to understand as part of the basic, okay? The basic training, all right? So in, in Mark 16, 19 says this, just listen. It says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father now. He did his work, he finished his work, and now he's in heaven sitting at the right hand of the Father. Now, why is that so important? What does that mean? Because listen, the Bible also says this, and this is where I want you to fasten your seatbelts, and I want you to get your Bible, and I want you to have an open heart, and I want you to have a listening ear, because I believe we're going to learn something today that maybe you've never heard before, right? Because the Bible says this, that you and I, listen, are seated in heavenly places. Because you are a Christian, I'm speaking to believers right now, and if you're a believer in Christ, this is how God sees you. He says that you are seated in heavenly places. Some of you know exactly where I'm going right now. If Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and you and I are seated in heavenly places, I'm telling you, today, we're gonna find out what it means to be seated. All right, let's pray. Let's get into this. Get your Bibles out. This is going to be a lot of fun here today. All right, come on. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you for the wonderful opportunity always to share the word of God. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. Let these words be your words. Let me do the ministry the way Jesus did his ministry. He heard and he spoke. Help me to hear and speak today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So what does seated have to do with back to basic? All right. Now listen, the early church fathers wanted the early church to know that being seated was part of the basic plan. All right. Let's go over to Ephesians chapter 2. Come on, you have your Bibles there. I want you to see this for yourself. We're going to get the basic today. The basic of what this means to be seated. My goodness, this is, this is amazing. It was always a mystery to me when I would read this. And I always told myself, maybe one day when I get to heaven, I'll, I'll find out and figure out what this means. But I got great news for you. You don't have to wait until you get to heaven. You can find out right now what this means, that you are seated in heavenly places. All right, look at this. Ephesians chapter 2. Let's start reading at verse 1. Notice what it says. As for you... You were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air and the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. 
It's making this very clear that Satan is the God of this world. He's the one who works in people to make them disobedient, okay? It's very clear. And verse 3 goes on to say, and all of us also lived among them at one time. Aren't you glad? It was only at one time, okay? Gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest we were by nature deserving of wrath we were deserving of the wrath of god we were deserving of being separated from god i want you to see what verse 4 says but come on somebody needs to put but in the chat but because of his great love we just sing we just sang about the goodness of god we sang about the love of god because of his great love for us god who is rich in mercy made us alive with christ even when we were dead in transgressions why it is by grace you have been saved. This is basic training, you guys. This is the basic. Getting back to the basic, guys. We are saved by grace. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Verse 7 in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. This is saying God did such an amazing work that you and I are saved by grace. We've learned in this series that grace is defined as God doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. You and I were saved because God saved us. We could not save ourselves from the wrath of God. We could not save ourselves from Adam's sin in the garden, which was passed on to all men, okay? And maybe if you're listening for the first time, that's why we need to be saved. We need to be saved because of Adam's sin. And we were born into sin. But because of God's great mercy and his great love for you and me, you and I now, because of what Jesus did for us, we are saved by grace. Isn't this beautiful? Grace, again, being defined as God doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And I'm going to take this a step further because if you've been around here long enough, you know we believe here at Revolution that grace is is a person and is the person of Jesus. So you could say right here, we've been saved by grace. We have been saved by the person of Jesus. We have been saved by what he did for us 2,000 years ago, not by anything you and I could have done on our own. We are saved by grace. I, man, I just hope you guys get this and you're as fired up about this as much as I am. And God wanted the whole world to know. It says right here, that in the ages to come, what does this mean? In the ages to come, that in future generations, in future generations, and even in eternity, that everyone would see the amazing kindness and the amazing goodness of God that is expressed to you and me through his son Jesus on Jesus' merit and not on our own. This is amazing. He wanted the whole world to see this. The whole world to see, not that Jesus was a great prayer warrior, not that Jesus was a great person that raised people from the dead, and not that Jesus walked on water or that he turned water into wine. No, he didn't want the whole world to know that. 
He wanted the whole world to know that it was because of what Jesus did that you and I can be saved by his amazing grace. Isn't this awesome? In fact, God wants to put on a show, wants to put on a show to the whole world about this, which is the reason why it says that this would be expressed for the ages to come. Isn't this beautiful? But it goes on here to say that we are seated at the right hand he raised us up and seated us in the heavenly places. This is amazing. Now, what is a picture of a person being seated next to a king? This is awesome. It's always a person of honor. Somebody who's done something honorable or somebody who is honorable, that person sits to the right of the king. It's always a person who has somehow been bestowed authority that person sitting to the right of the king has some kind of authority okay sometimes when the queen sits at the right hand of of of, of the king come on you know that queen wields some authority all right so it also means this it's a place of privilege a place of privilege think about it you're sitting in the king's court next to the king all right it is privilege. You have privileges to be there. And my favorite part is this one. It is the position of endearment, a place of closeness to the king, a place where the king has intimacy with you, an intimate understanding of who you are, an intimate care and affection for you. Isn't this beautiful? The Bible says Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the father enjoying all of those things the bible just said now you have to get a hold of this that you and i are seated in heavenly places meaning meaning that in god's mind he sees you and i now that we are christians sitting right there with jesus the same honor Jesus has is the same honor you have. The same privilege Jesus has is the same privilege you have. Come on, you got to get a hold of this. The same endearment and affection that God has for Jesus is the same affection and endearment that God has for you. Friends, listen to me. Just listen to me. When the Bible says that you and I are seated in heavenly places, it is a picture of the believer resting in the finished work of Jesus. The reason why Jesus is sitting is because his work is finished. And the reason why he raised us up to sit with him, he wants us to know that our work is finished too. Come on, this is amazing, all right? This is basic. The early church knew this. The early church knew, I'm telling you right now, 95% of believers around the world, maybe even in America, don't fully understand this. But yet this was considered basic training. Then in God's mind, we're seated with Christ right now. It is a picture of the finished work where Jesus is sitting there. And in God's mind, listen, you're, you're sitting there too. I am sitting there too. And it means, listen, that we can live a life 
of not having to depend on our self-efforts or our self-works or our self to get things done. No, but in God's mind and according to the word of God, we are seated there with the Lord Jesus and we are doing life with him together. This is what this means. And we make this big mistake. I'll tell you why. To be seated in heavenly places is not only this place of blessing and this place of privilege and honor, not only this is how God sees us, but listen, it is the place where we learn. When you're seated, you're typically in a learning position. I want you to imagine, you're sitting there in the court and the king, and you're watching the way the king does things. You're watching the way the king makes his decisions. You're watching the way the king does this or, 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 or concludes this, this conclusion, has this kind of understanding, has this kind of judgment, right? You're watching all of this next to the king. It is a form of learning. When we're seated in heavenly places, and the early church knew this, it meant we've got to learn some things now. We, we, we've, been, we've been stuck in the Old Testament and we've been in a law-based environment. Now it's time to sit down and learn about this new environment called the New Testament or the finished work of the cross that Jesus has for you and me. It's time to learn. It's actually being seated is it's a form of going to school. And we make the big mistake. And I know I did, I did, I did this too. Because what happens is you... When I first became a Christian and I first came into the things of God, I heard about what it meant to stand against the devil and how the devil wanted to attack and how the thief comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. Well, man, not in my house. You're not going to come kill, kill, steal, and destroy. I'm going to stand against the devil. But that's in Ephesians chapter 6. That's at the end of the book of Ephesians. and the middle of the book of Ephesians, it talks about walking worthy of our call. I wanted to walk in my purpose. I wanted to walk in the understanding that God had for me and the purpose and, and the plan that God has for me, all right? I, I want, so I wanted to stand and I wanted to walk without understanding that at the beginning of the book of Ephesians, we are called to sit. Why? We have to learn first. Come on, you have to get a hold of this. This is basic training. We have to learn. We gotta learn that we, you and I are alive in Christ Jesus, in the finished work of Jesus, we, we, we have to learn that we are already blessed, that we're not working our way for a blessing. We are already blessed in God's mind. Come on, get a hold of it. You're seated right there with Jesus. <laughs> you have to get a hold of this. I mean, this is, this is, this is mind-blowing when you stop and think about this. And so, I made the I made the the, the tip the, the the typical mistake of when I first started to learn these things. I wanted to stand against the devil and I wanted to walk in my purpose. I had all the zeal, but I didn't have all this knowledge. It made me think about my freshman year in high school when I when I uh, played football for the for the team. I, I I was in another school and I transferred into this school, so I had already been playing football. So I'd, I had I had learned. The, the game plan and the game systems of the previous school. Now here I am at this new school, okay, and I've got to learn this new school system. So I'm new at the school and I'm, I'm just learning the playbook and I'm learning all the systems, getting to know everybody. I'm actually the new kid on the block and I was a running back. 
and I'll never forget. And I was I was like third string because I was new. I didn't know the plays, and I was just getting to know the team. It happened kind of really fast how I made the team. But you know, I, I had skill because I had played football before. So they put me on a team, and I was just learning at practice. And and you know, and in this particular game, the first string running back got hurt. And then the second string running back got hurt. And I'll never forget when the coach said, LaSala, you got to get in the game. And I'm like, I don't even know the plays, coach. <laughs> you know, I'm really made just a practice player right now. He says, you got to get in the game. And they'll tell you what to do. And I said, well, okay. And that was one of the worst experiences of my life, sitting in the huddle, them calling a play, and the quarterback had to tell me, no, you stand here, okay, and you block in this play, okay, and on this next play, you stand over here, and you're going to get the ball. Just run as fast as you can right. I mean, that's crazy, all right? So I said, I'll never, that will never happen to me again. But after that game, I put my nose in the playbook. And I memorized those plays. I practiced them in my head. I ran them in my head. And the next time my number was called, it was a different experience in that huddle. It, oh, my God, it's so glorious. If you haven't played football, it's so glorious when everybody does their part and everybody is in sync together and plays just work and you're moving the ball down the field. That's when football is so much fun. Well, what happened? I had to learn. I had to sit. And take a minute and learn. And I, and I believe this is what God has for us today in this message when we're talking about getting back to basic is to make sure that we're learning, to make sure that we're learning the basics, okay? We're seated in heavenly places to learn, all right? Not only enjoying the finished work of Jesus, but also to learn. Why do we have to learn? Because now... As, as a believer in Christ, we live in this world. So how are we going to navigate our lives in this world as a believer? How do we parent? How do we run our business? What do we do when things are falling apart all around us? What do we do when with a mandate is, 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 is threatening our livelihood? What do we do when sickness hits our body? What do we do when our kids are, are you know, they're, they're doing things and making decisions that are hurtful to the family? What do we do? We have to sit here and learn. And let the Lord show us from the position of the finished work of Jesus. I've got, a, I've got a few things, a few playbooks, a few playbook plays that I believe that God has for us right here at the very beginning when we're talking about the basics, okay? Now, the first thing I, I think we have to understand is this, and it's so clear in the book of Ephesians, all right? You should write this down for those of you who are taking notes. The, one of the first basic understandings that the early church had, according to the book of Ephesians, was this, that we really are God's beloved. That when you become a Christian, then you actually come into the family of God, and God's heart becomes your heart, and his heart becomes your heart. That's what happens when you get born again and you become God's beloved. God becomes in love with you. God becomes crazy about you. You're his child. He's the best father ever and he sent his very own, the best he had to redeem us. That is how much God loves us. And the early church knew this. 
And that's one of the reasons why the Lord put this vision on my heart to help people to discover God's unchanging love. Here's why we change. Our affections change sometimes over time. Our affections can grow cold. Our affections can grow hot. Our love can, can be up and down. But God's love for us never changes. The scripture says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I made the mistake at always applying that to faith and always applying that to the authority and always applying that to the kingship of Jesus. But I made the mistake of, of, of not applying that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever in this principle that he really loves you and I with an unchanging love, whether we realize it or not, or whether we ever come to that full understanding in this lifetime, it does not change how much God loves you. And that's what the early church knew. It was basic to them. Oh, come on. I know this might sound like a revelation to some of us and even to me, but it was basic understanding to them and we are getting back to basic. Here's the second thing that they knew and it's part of Ephesians 1 and chapter 2. It was this, that we are not only beloved, but we are accepted. Stop and think about this. You are accepted. You will never be rejected in God's eyes. Listen, society rejects us based on the color of our skin, rejects us based on our economic status, rejects us based on maybe a certain trouble that we've gotten into. It rejects us because maybe we've got a criminal record. Society rejects us. People can reject you. Your neighbor can reject you. Family members can reject you. A former husband or former wife can reject you. But I have the best news of all. The scripture says that you and I are accepted, meaning God will never, ever reject you. Ever. This was basic understanding to the early church. That God is a God of acceptance of his children. He accepts you. He accepts you with all your quirks. He accepts you with all your craziness. He accepts you with that creativity that's out of control. He accepts you with that analyticalness that can be out of control. He accepts you just the way you are. Now, he'll also help you if, if those things, the analyticalness or that, that creativity is out of control, is out of check, he'll help you rein it in and use it for his glory. Yeah, he'll do that. But he accepts you just the way you are. And here's his heart's desire. His heart's desire that when you knew that you and I come to the conclusion that he loves us and that we are accepted, that we would spend the rest of our life learning and following him and understanding what the finished work of Jesus really does in our lives. That's so beautiful, you guys. So you have the basic, basic learning. We're loved. Basic learning. We're accepted. And basic learning, you got to get this one. We read it early in the scripture. He makes us alive. Man, I'm telling you, he makes us alive. 
I was dead in my trespasses. I was dead as Disco Dino. Come on, somebody. I was dead as that worldly person. And when Christ came into my life, I became alive. Something exploded on the inside of me. I didn't even understand what happened to me. And I know a lot of you had the same experience. What was happening? The Holy Spirit came inside of us the day we received Christ and made us alive. It's the reason why you see life different. It's the reason why some of those old habits or some of those old destructive things that we were into before we met Christ, if we still dabble around them, we don't feel just right. Why? You've been made alive. And I got the best news of all. You couldn't make yourself alive. He had to make us alive, which is the reason why it says he made us alive. Why? So that you and I could live and understand what it means to be seated right there with him. Being loved, being honored, come on, filled with authority, walking through this world with the authority of God. That's what we're that's what what this whole thing builds us up to because Ephesians, the beginning of Ephesians talks about sitting. The middle of Ephesians talks about walking and the end of Ephesians talks about standing especially against demonic stuff that's coming against the world all right but the beginning right here is we have to learn to sit we have to learn how to sit and listen here's the purpose of all of this and i believe this with all my heart as i'm getting ready to wrap this up and i hope this has been a blessing to you i'm fired up as i'm teaching this to you the purpose of all of this is this that whatever difficulty we face in this life because we know we are seated in heavenly places with him we have to understand that god has our back god has us see the whole idea here is that we are to go through life with this understanding that whatever trial i face god has this i'm seated with him I don't know how he's going to deal with this, but I'm sitting right here in his presence because the Bible says I'm seated with him in heavenly places. I don't know how we're going to get through this mandate, but God has this. I don't know how we're going to get through the economic challenges that are coming with inflation, but God has this. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this child that keeps making bad choices, God has this come on you have to get a hold of this and i love the great example in the old testament abraham the father of our faith the father abraham who is a type and shadow of the life that you and i have as believers in jesus listen when abraham every time every time abraham got in trouble god showed up and had him Listen to me, when Abraham got in trouble because he negotiated wrongfully with a king and got his whole house in a mess, God showed up and rescued him. When Abraham got in trouble because he took his 
nephew with him when he wasn't supposed to because the bible says that abraham was supposed to leave haran on his own he decided to take lot with him and lot caused him a lot of trouble and lot got kidnapped and now abraham feels compelled he has got to go rescue his son lot guess what happened god showed up and gave him great victory i love this i absolutely love this you guys when abraham got in trouble because there was a famine in the land there was a famine things dried up all around him guess who showed up and had abraham's back his father did our father your father his father showed up and had his back this is the picture of being seated in heavenly places and when we understand this i'm telling you the whole goal of today is is for us to understand it's basic the early church knew it was basic to understand that god has you i'm seated in heavenly places and god has you come on would you just let him would you just learn would you just grab a hold of this today let the holy spirit speak this to your heart in such a way that it'll transform you that it'll help you push to the next level equip you to live in this day this perilous day that we're in right now the bible talks about the day that we're living in right now why is it a coincidence right now that the lord has put on our heart to teach about getting back to basic and equipping us to get through the difficulties that are coming and maybe some of the difficulties that we're in right now friends we're seated we're seated dad's got this Sometimes you seem to sit down and let dad take care of it. You know, I was thinking about this as I get ready to wrap up. I, get, I was thinking about a time that I was in the house and I was, I, I was working out in the basement. I actually had a little home gym there. I just finished that pump and the kids came running downstairs and they're all crying. They were little, just crying and just daddy you know the boys across the street they were so mean to us there was these boys that lived across the street and uh and they were just being mean to them and they were just crying you know you know what i did i said girls sit down dad's got this see you know what i did i had my tank on and so set the girls down i walked outside i walked down to the end of the driveway and i just stood there and i stared at the kids I folded my arms just like this so they could see dad. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Those little boys, they just went a running and never had another trouble with those boys. Why? Dad has it. And I'm telling you, when you understand what it means to be seated in heavenly places, you'll come to this place that whatever difficulty you face dad has it let him say to you sit down i got this i hear almost the lord saying this prophetically to a lot of you who are listening sit down dad has this sit down dad has this mandate under control sit down dad has inflation under control for you sit down dad has provision under control 
for you. Sit down! Dad has the right husbands for your children and the wives for your children. Sit down! God has the right career path for you in the middle of this pandemic. Come on, somebody. I hear the Lord saying, sit down with me. I've got this. If you're watching and you're hearing this for the first time and you said, I don't know, Dad. I don't know Jesus like you're talking about. I want to lead you in a prayer. I want to introduce you to my Savior. I want to introduce you to the one who made all of this possible. Would you just receive him? If you're listening, if you've never put your faith in Jesus, maybe you've always thought it was silly to put your faith in another person. I'm not asking you to put your faith in a person. I'm asking you to put your faith in the Lord of Lords, in the King of Kings, and the Savior of Saviors. His name is Jesus, and he died for you and me paid the price so that you and I could be raised up together so that in God's mind we would be seated right there with him not going through this life aimless not going through this life like a ship without a rudder but going through this life knowing that we're seated knowing that dad has us if you haven't made that decision to invite Christ into your life let me lead you right now I want you to bow your head. I want you to pray a prayer and just pray this simple prayer right after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I recognize that I do not know you this way. I recognize that I am a sinner and I want to be saved. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. And God raised you from the dead to pay for my sins. And right now, I take you as my Savior. Save me. In your name, I pray. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to welcome you to the family of God. Stay in a state of prayer right now. Just stay right here with me. Because I'm also going to pray a second prayer right now. But for those of you who prayed this prayer, for the first time, I'm telling you, I want you to write the word Jesus in the chat. I want to send you some information. God is going to begin doing some amazing things. And a turnaround is coming to your life. I want to pray for those of you too. So you want to go a little bit further in the things of God. You want to go a little bit further in this understanding. And I want to invite you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is a second experience that God gives his kids. It's a beautiful gift. We talked about it in our past series here. But if you want to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit, just stretch your hand right now. And I'm just pray the simple prayer and invite the Holy Spirit to come inside of you. And the evidence that you're going to receive and knowing that you have been infilled with the Holy Spirit is you'll begin praying in other tongues. That's the evidence that God gives us to know that we've received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And you don't have to be afraid of this. I know some people teach you got to be afraid of this. You don't have to because the scripture clearly teaches us that God would never give us something that's going to hurt us. This is God's gift to you, the believer. So come on, just stretch your hand right there and pray this with me. Say, Holy Spirit, come into my life. I want to be filled by your Spirit right now. 
Now just allow him to fill you. Lord, fill the hunger. Fill the hungry right now. That person that wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. There's no distance. Just fill them right now, Lord. And enable them to pray in other tongues right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm so compelled to help people understand this because praying in the Spirit and being baptized in the Holy Spirit is the thing that has been carrying me through this pandemic. And, and I want to help you with the same thing, with the same understanding of praying in the Spirit and how it helps us through the most trying times, all right? Dad has you. He's got a multitude of gifts to help us to get through this season. We're getting back to basic, you guys. And I hope you got a lot out of this teaching. I sure did. And I've had a lot of fun just teaching this. I love you guys so much. And we'll see you next time real soon. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.